It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3 o'clock today. Elliot. Hey, buddy. Man, it's a beautiful day today. It's gorgeous. You know, yeah. so yesterday uh, I was down at the NovaCare Complex for the Eagles. Oh, just drop that in, huh? Yeah, so it felt good to be back at the NovaCare. But I'll say the combination of being back at the NovaCare, watching Eagles football, seeing Devontae Smith, sunny day outside, Go Birds Radio. I'm just I'm in a great mood today. So I'm very excited for the show. It's a beautiful day out. I hope everybody is having as good of a day. Look at that. A I love it's a little positivity to yeah. that. Eagles and positivity has not necessarily been not this off season. No. <laughs> well, look, we'll get into the schedule, all that. I know there is you're you're more positive on the schedule than I am. All shocker. that stuff. Yes, shocker. If anyone listened to this show knows where we're at. But on top of that, um, look, I, I do think that there is some excitement around the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles again for the first time in a little while, but when I look at what this team is doing right now, and let's just dive in, and again, we will get to what it was like to be down at NovaCare. I want to hear what it was like. I saw the video of Nick Sirianni going around, giving all the fist bumps yeah. to the reporters. And Nick all Sirianni, you know, getting to know people. We I like saw it. Devontae Smith for the first time. I finally got to see 166-pound Devontae Smith. He's not just a number on the scale anymore. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it was, look, we'll get into it, like you said, but it was... It was great to be down there and see it. And it means football's coming back. Like, we're really not that far from training camp. Maybe that's just me wishing it to be closer. <laughs> the end of July, I mean, we're almost done May, so it's it's coming up. Yeah. No, and time has been moving a little quickly, too. So I'm, I'm yeah. with you. Uh, but I, I, I have an issue with the way the Eagles are handling things right now. All right. And again, I want to get into the schedule. I've got a Nick Sirianni take for you later mm-hmm. coming on. A lot to get into. But, man, the whole quarterback thing is driving me crazy. Yeah. So for those who didn't see, and obviously we we – Talked about this, the whole competition of it all, and Joe Flacco competing for the starting job, blah, 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 all that stupidity. And then the Eagles released their schedule graphic this week. You know, hey, look, it's Eagles' schedule. We got Fletcher Cox here. We got Darius Slay here. We got Brandon Graham. We got Lane Johnson. Where's Jalen Hurts? Where's the quarterback? Where's the quarterback? And then Diana Rossini comes out yesterday and says, oh, ho, ho, just, just wait. Yep. I think the Eagles, Deshaun Watson, that's that's still real. That's that could really happen. I just think the Eagles have no plan at quarterback. I think they're bungling this whole situation. I, it just feels like a team 
that has no direction. This is the most important position on the field, the most important position on the team. Everything revolves around this guy. He's supposed to be the leader of the team, and they won't even admit that he's their starting quarterback. I'm I'm concerned about the way the Eagles are handling this situation. Well, this is a discussion that we've had, but I think yesterday really kind of reached a tipping point of, of this whole debate of what they should do. Are they handling it well? Are they bungling the situation? Because yesterday, uh, Nick Sirianni spoke to the media. He was asked multiple times about essentially the same question. You know, what are you doing at starting quarterback? And, and continually, he did not say Jalen Hurts. He said competition. He really preached competition a lot. I mean, I would say in those four answers, he probably said the word competition like 15 times. <laughs> like He was in on the competition. And when the Carson Wentz thing was going on, I understood not wanting to say definitively who your quarterback is. When free agency was about to begin, like, I understood it a little then. When the draft was happening, I got it. But now, why? Like, that's my question I have. It's not so much I'm against it, because I really don't think it matters if they name him the starter. Like, they could come out today and put take down that huge Carson Wentz banner on the side of the link. By the way, right. like adding to the whole quarterback of it all, like the fact that that is still up is, I mean, Joe DeCamera said this week on the Midday Show that it's at the point where reporters should start asking questions about I it. I heard him say that. Like, what? what is happening? Why is that thing still up? But that's a, so another issue. They could take down the Carson Wentz banner on the side of the link and put Jalen Hurts there. And if they got a good offer the next day for a quarterback they liked more than Hurts, they would do it. So ultimately... What they say to me, or not to me, but ultimately what they say doesn't matter to me. Like, I, I don't think them saying anything at the podium is going to change what I believe is happening. And what I, be, what I believe is happening is they're going to give Jalen Hurts a shot. He's going to be the starter. There's not going to be a competition, but they would make a trade. But yesterday when Sirianni I was, was, was talking, I was thinking to myself, like, do they, like, what's the motive here? I, I think there's a collection of fans out there and media members that believe. They're not calling Jalen Hurts a starter because they make a trade. They, they might make a trade. I really don't think that's it. I think they're not naming Jalen Hurts the starter because they're really buying into this idea of competition. They're in too deep with it. Yeah, and I wonder, so why do they do that? And I think part of it is Sirianni's decided it's, it's important to him. But also, I truly believe the Carson Wentz thing is still kind of lingering over them in the way that they handed that franchise to Carson, right? He was everywhere in the Novacare complex. He was on the side of the link. He still is. Mm. They handed him the big deal. And you heard players talk about how, you know, maybe he wasn't treated the same as other guys. So I think in some ways Jalen Hurts is dealing with the ramifications of Carson's experience here. But ultimately, even though I'm pro, I am pro Jalen Hurts, I think he is going to be good. I think this time next year we're, we're all sure that he's the guy. But also there's just a little part of me that feels that they're bungling this situation, right? Because either name him the starter or don't. Like, either go trade for a quarterback or don't. I just, I wonder if they have a plan or if they're just figuring it out as they go. Well, it feels like they're figuring it out as they go. And and I'm with you. I think but they, is that a bad thing, too? That's I, I, I think it is a bad thing. I think it's the most important position in the sport. You should yeah. have some semblance of a plan. I mean, it almost feels like they have no idea what Jalen Hurts is. Like none, but, but, but you're the guys who draft. Bad, but you're the guys who drafted him. You're the guys who've had him in your building for right. a year. You're That's the guys true. who saw him play four and a half games in the NFL. Like you should have some feel for what this well, guy is. I think they have some feel, and that's why he's currently the starter. Like they did not draft. They, they didn't draft a quarterback. They didn't sign one of significance. Flacco's not a significant signing. They have yet to trade for one. I mean, you know, Deshaun Watson is out there. They have three first round picks. I mean, part of me feels like 
if they wanted Deshaun Watson, they would have Deshaun Watson, right? Well, they could be waiting because of the whole situation. No, correct. They yeah. could be. But but ultimately, like, if they if they felt that confident about it, and I'm sure they've done their homework on it, they could have him. They have three first-round picks. They have, like, I mean, Jalen Hurts and three first-round picks is probably a better package than any other team can offer, flat out. So they have the ability to go get him, and they haven't. So I think that they're just in a weird place with Jalen Hurts where – they believe in him, but they're not going to commit to him, which I does, which I do think makes some sense because you don't know what he is. But then I, I do see the other people's points, like your point, and I'm sure Carlos will feel that way. Of look, just give him the support, and that's what. So yesterday when Sirianni was talking, I tried to ask him this question. He didn't really answer it. But at what point does the value of competition get diminished versus the value of a guy knowing he's the guy? Mm-hmm. Like I understand how competition is a good thing. As I said, I think the Carson Wentz experience does kind of make it make sense to have competition at the position, whether it's just in name or not. But also, when does the when does wanting competition so bad start to become not worth the downside of, because the quarterback position is different, of you know Sirianni coming out and saying, you know what, Jalen's my guy. Like This is the guy I can win with. I've watched film on him. He's a guy I can win with. And I don't know where that line begins and ends. Yeah, and it's a great question. And also the the just the the falseness of those the whole thing. Like the idea that these are grown men, these N- are NFL players, these guys have been around the block. Like we were joking about this before the show, but the idea of of so is Jason Kelsey the starter at center? They is, is right. he competing? Is is Fletcher Cox competing to be a starter? Is Darius Slay competing to be a cornerback starter with all the other guys in the roster? Like it just comes off as silly at a certain point mm-hmm. to those guys in the locker room, especially when we're talking about the one position where one of the biggest tenets of the position is that everyone else on the team believe in you. Right, is leadership. Right, is that, that all right, that's our dude. That's who we're going to war with. That's who we believe in. That's who we're going to fight for. Like, And by doing this, I, I know he's like, can fight for the job and get it, but like in a way it undermines him. In a way it makes it look like, all right, well, Man, you know, like they, they think Joe Flacco could beat him out. And even if they don't really, like they're they're putting that out there in the world in a way where it just it feels hollow. It feels silly. It feels yeah. disingenuous. So let's let's dig into this. Let's explore it a little more, as a psychologist might say, right? Let's let's talk about this. There's three options as to why they're not naming Jalen the starter. One is they flat out don't believe in him. Yep. That's one. The other one is they're not sure. The third is they're going to trade for somebody. Mm-hmm. Which do you think it is? Well, I, or I it, guess a fourth would be they want competition. I think but. it. I think it's. So I think it's a combination of things. I think that they're. I think they still might trade for somebody like that. Feels like a real possibility. The Diana yeah. Rossini thing. It sounded like speculation, but at the t- same point, it, it also. Well, everybody's connecting. Them made a lot of sense, right? They're, she's not the first person to say the Eagles have been in on it. Right. They're still in on it. They're. I mean, Pro Football Talk had that very recently. Like a lot of people have yep. put that out that they are in on this. So I think that's a part of it. But I also think that part of this thing is that they've dug themselves this competition hole. Like yeah. they have, because of the way they handled the Carson thing when Sirianni first got hired. And I understand that it was a sticky situation, so to speak, because we didn't know where Carson was going, if he was going to be on the team, traded, yeah. all that type of stuff. I think that they've set themselves up in this situation where like they almost have to keep going with this stupid competition thing. And I'll be interested to see how far they go with it, right? Because. You know, I've covered, I think, nine training camps. I track snaps for, for the quarterbacks. And it's always very clear early on, like, where things stand. Last year, if you remember, throughout training camp, Nate Sudfeld was the number two. Nate Sudfeld was the backup, right? Jalen Hurts and Nate Sudfeld essentially split snaps. Like, it was very clear that Jalen was either going to be the number two or, or, was, or was already the number two. 
So where where this could reach a level of, of absurdity is if when they hold their mandatory mini camp in June or when training camp begins, like how are they going to de- divide these snaps? Like I'm assuming Jalen Hurts steps up as the starter, but is he splitting? Like is Joe is Joe Flacco going to be splitting time with him? That's where you really have to make a decision because every snap that Joe Flacco takes from Jalen Hurts in a way is a wasted snap. Like especially this offseason, especially with yes. limited snaps to be had compared to other offseasons. Right. I mean, keep in mind Jalen Hurts has never had a practice in Eagles uniform as the starting quarterback yet. Like other than the last like training camp, yeah, training, yeah, yep. like offseason stuff, right? So these snaps are extremely valuable. So that's when you'll really start to find out and like how far are they really going to make this go? And I'll say this. I've been more positive about the team. I think they could be a double-digit win team. If Joe Flacco and Jalen Hurts split snaps and training camp, I'm out. Like, wow. If, if, I like if Nick this. Sirianni runs a practice during training camp where Joe Flacco and Jalen Hurts are splitting snaps, I will no longer believe in this team. Like, wow. I will think that Sirianni doesn't know what he's doing. I will question the front office. It makes zero sense. And that's why when we talk about are they bungling the situation at quarterback, why are they doing this, I have trouble coming down on a reason for it because I do think they know what they're doing. Like I've said all offseason, I believe in the front office. I believe more and more in Nick Sirianni. I believe in Jeffrey Lurie. But the the I just don't get the why behind this. And that's why I struggle to decide if it's a red flag or if it really doesn't matter. All right, quickly, we're going to get to the phones in one sec. The, the Watson part of this because it's very hard to discuss and we can't just sit here and be like, well, should they trade for him or not? Because like there's a lot of other issues involved in this. And I think a lot of it's a very conflicting thing to to think about and to talk about. Like yeah. I don't know, I I don't want that guy. Well, if we he's, also we don't know. We don't know facts. exactly. Yeah. So so with that as a kind of a side portion of it, just the idea that they might trade for Deshaun Watson this offseason. Like where do you come down on that idea? I would not trade for Deshaun Watson for two two parts of this. First, as we just mentioned, obviously what's going on with him off the field is a concern because we don't know the information. We, we know what we read, but, like, we don't know actually what happened, right? So that aside, like, let's – and I don't want to diminish it by saying let's pretend it's not happening, but just imagine that Deshaun Watson – let's talk about the player. I would rather go with Jalen Hurts for a year than fully invest into Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has suffered a torn ACL. He's already on a max deal. He's better than Carson Wentz but it's kind of jumping right back into the same situation you were. I'm interested in seeing what Jalen Hurts can do. Now, it's easy for me to sit here behind, you know, in this beautiful 94 VIP studio and say, yeah, let's go with Jalen Hurts. Like, I understand the uh, the potential of Deshaun Watson, obviously. I mean, if you bring Deshaun Watson in and he's as good as he's been, you're probably the best team in the division flat out, and you're, you know, pretty soon a Super Bowl contender. But I really do believe in Jalen Hurts. So I don't think the Deshaun Watson question is an easy one. It's extremely, it's extremely difficult, and I don't know where they should go on it. I wouldn't do it, but I don't, I don't think that trading for him would be a wrong answer. Yeah, I'm obviously the outside of the, the obvious conflictions with it, just from a football perspective, like I, I think he's a great player. I understand the idea of it, but you're right. You do. He is on a big contract. He has had some injuries in the past. Right. Like it is a – it's and not, you like Jalen Hurts. And I like Jalen Hurts. I, my whole philosophy with the quarterback position prior to the, the offseason, mm-hmm. you know, before we really knew the lay of the land and the Watts and stuff and all that, was that I believe in Jalen Hurts enough that I think he deserves a year, or I would give him a year to see actually what he is. Yep. A year where he's the guy. And then if it doesn't work, 
I still have all this draft capital for next year. I still have these opportunities where I can go and either trade for the next disgruntled quarterback or trade up in the draft and go get someone we believe in. So I feel like they have options that way, and I do like Jalen Hurts and what I've seen from him enough that I would want to see if we have it. Like, if if, what if you if you decide, oh, we we want Watson trade Hurts to to Houston, all of a sudden Hurts is awesome. That's another angle on it, too. So I'll play devil's advocate a little bit. And I think the callers and the listeners can probably tell that I'm conflicted on this, right? But the other reality is the opportunity to trade for guys like Deshaun Watson don't come around that it's often. True. You, you know, a lot of quarterbacks were traded this offseason, but Jared Goff was traded. He's not that good. Yeah, Carson, Carson Wentz was traded. He's not that good. Matthew Stafford is old, right? Like Aaron Rodgers might get traded. He's 38. Deshaun Watson, for however I feel about him and the injuries and all that, like – he would be the best quarterback traded this offseason if far. he were to trade. Yes. Both now, like skill wise, and moving into the future, and moving and into he's the still future. young and all that. Like so, why he's like four years younger, three years younger than Wentz, so that's right. noticeable too. So that's the thing. Like I agree that you're right. They could go with Hertz for a year, and then next offseason, if it doesn't work out with Hertz, you figure it out. You have the draft capital. You have the options of a draft pick, but you're probably not going to have another Deshaun Watson. Like. You look around the league, who could realistically be available? Maybe Baker Mayfield. I'm not huge yeah, on Baker. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Kirk Cousins, I mean, that's not appealing. So, you know, no a year ago no one thought Carson would be available, but at the same time, the draft already happened now. Like the Carson thing happened after the quarterback was drafted. That's when it became a potential, right? So I look at the rosters around the league and the quarterbacks and I say, when is the next chance to get a Deshaun Watson? It it might not come up for a while. So as much as I believe in Hurts, as much as I'd be skeptical of doing it. I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a part of me that said, like, this is a bit of a no-brainer. Like, you go get Deshaun Watson and you figure it out. So I, it's a tough spot, and I think that's why ultimately, as we, you know, the, as we talk about, are they bungling it, are they not, maybe there's not a right answer, and we're expecting them to give an answer to a question that we don't even know what they should do. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on how the Eagles are handling the quarterback situation, what you want them to do? Do you believe in Jalen Hurts and, and the Watson thing? Obviously, there's a lot of complicating factors to it, but where do you say on that as well? 215-592-9494. Normally at this time, we go to Abington and talk to our buddy, but our buddy's having a good time this weekend and isn't able to call in, so we're going to replace him with a legend. How about that? One of the all-timers from the Dirty 30 Uh, himself, Kenny. What is up, brother? Hello, James. How you doing? I'm good, man. Elliot, 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 Elliot. Kenny, first let me say it's a pleasure to talk to you. Having listened to you for years, it's it's uh, it's always oh, good to thank hear you. from you. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you this. All right. I'm mad at you, Elliot. All right. Oh, good start. Let's I like hear it. why. Let's hear why. In all the Carson Wentz years, I was I hated everything you said. I didn't disagree with everything you said. Now in the post Carson days, I hate you even more because now I agree with everything. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have had that turnaround, yeah. Kenny. Yeah, well, I, look, yeah. I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you saying that, I guess. <laughs> well, just remember, the opposite of love is apathy, not hate. So, <laughs> well, Where are you at with the quarterback spot, man? Listen, I, I want us to ride with Hurts. I, I want to see what he's got. Um, you know, this is kind of a screwed-up year anyway, and the division is still down, so let's go with it. Sean yeah. Watts, as much as I love to see him here, I think he'd be a great quarterback. I just Something about this whole situation just stinks on ice, yeah. and I don't want we got enough going on here in town. I don't want to bring that on as well. Yeah, I mean, the, Desha- um, the Deshaun Watson thing is very high risk, very high reward. I mean, well, if- especially for an organization that has had a tumultuous last 12 months, so to speak, yes. both at the quarterback position and the front office position. 
like no matter how this plays out, bringing in Deshaun Watson is a, a, a decision that welcomes more tumult, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, and plus, you know, last time I checked, after next year, Carson's off the books and we have all kinds of money. We bring Deshaun back, there goes all that money. Yeah, that's the other part of it. There's, I mean, they just got out of a big deal with a quarterback. Like, one of the most valuable things in the NFL is a quarterback on a rookie deal. And to make things even better, a quarterback on a second-round rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Like, Jalen Hurts, they can't even give him a contract for another two years. So you're talking about having your starting quarterback on the books for, like, a million and a half dollars or something like that versus Deshaun where Deshaun Watson came here. I think his cap hit is in the high 20s, like 25 plus million. Now, if he's worth it, clearly you're happy to pay that. That's but a that's good contract for a great yeah. quarterback, but yeah, exactly. Well, and he's 24, right? Yeah, he's 24, I believe. Might have turned 25, but somewhere in that range. It's going to be beyond belief if he's as good as advertised going forward. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a theory about maybe – Instead of wasting all money on a high-priced quarterback, every four years just get a new one and keep on rookie contracts. And, you know, unless they change the salary cap, there might be some merit to that. Yeah. No, I think it's a good point. Look, the Deshaun Watson question is a very complicated one, both both in the way that you you do have these these draft picks, that you uh, the draft picks you can trade for them. So it, it's, it's a tough spot. Yeah, well, anyway, Elliot, thanks for keeping me hating you. Uh, no problem, man. Lot Kenny, of, Kenny problem thanks for calling us, man. Call us more. It's always a pleasure. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Yeah, look, the Deshaun Watson thing is a, uh, it's a tricky situation. Do you think I, the Eagles know what they want to do? Like, do you think they're waiting it out to see, you know, obviously what happens, but also maybe you do get him for one first. Round yeah, pick. I think they, I think they are. I think they are. I don't. It doesn't feel to me like they have a coherent plan, but that also could be that they've just wanted to trade for Deshaun Watson this whole time, and we're just waiting yeah. this thing out. Like that is possible for yeah. sure. And again, again, as we talk through this. I don't think either me or you know what they should do. Yeah. So clearly you want them to know more. It's their professional job. They run the team. But at the same time, maybe they there is no clear answer, and they're waiting it out. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on the quarterback thing? Of course, we'll get into the schedule as well. Plus, coming up next, Elliot Shore Parks had a chance to actually be back at the Novacare Complex. It's a beautiful see, thing. Yeah, see players up close. Fist bump Nick Sirianni. We'll get the inside report on that as well coming up next. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you that no one does live in-play, in-game play-by-play betting better than Park Sportsbook app, our sportsbook app of choice. Baseball's back, golf's in full swing. If you sign up now, you can bet live on baseball, golf, pro hoops, hockey, and so much more. They have an incredible offer to get you in on the action. As a new customer, you can make your first bet risk-free up to $500. The Park Sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app based right here in the Delaware Valley. They have it all. Live in-game play-by-play betting, which is a wild, wild ride. They got parlays, props, teasers, and so much more. You can bet on individual player performances and pro hoops, hockey, baseball, things like points, rebounds, goals, and strikeouts. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app gives you the home field advantage. Again, you can bet on anything and everything. We got Playoffs coming up. That's going to be super fun to bet on. Of course, baseball on a day-to-day basis. You can bet on futures. Who's going to win it all? Week one lines are out. You can bet on that. It is so much fun. The app is fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet. Uh, If you're a new customer only, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. And again, that's P-A-R-X-Casino.com slash P-A and use the promo code GOBIRDS. 
Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. See the website for terms and conditions. It's Cowbirds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. James Seltz, early at Shore Parks, with you till 3. I got, okay. a, I got a quick point. Ooh, I so love I'm a good quick point. Down at Eagles practice yesterday, and I've been thinking about what I think the team's record is going to be, how good they're going to be. I'm on an uh, island somewhat in the fact that I think they could win <laughs> double-digit games. But I came to this realization. I am more confident that the Eagles will be good next year then I was confident that Carson was a bad quarterback. Wow. Like, throughout the Carson thing, there were definitely weeks where I was like, I'm going to be wrong about this. Like, I, you know, I didn't think Carson was that good. I was clear about that. But there were times where you I, I would say, like, I'm going to end up looking a fool. Like, Carson's going to be good. I am way more confident. I have almost no doubt that I will end up being correct that the team's going to be better. I'm more confident about that than I was about Carson being better. Well, that's good because, you know, the Carson thing worked out for you. Let's hope this one does too. I mean, yeah. I would much rather be wrong. I don't – as much as I don't have a ton of high hopes and I'm, I'm more positive maybe than I was at the start of the offseason. Yeah, the Devontae Smith thing turned it around. It helped a little bit. But I'm still – you know, we went through our win-loss on our podcast and I still have them in the 6-7 to seven range. So, like, I'm still well below you. But I hope you're right. I, I am not like yeah. other people out there, and we'll talk to him in a little bit who actually just want the Eagles to lose. Right. Like, I want him to win. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong. I just am worried I'm not going to be. 215592. Yeah, right. And we'll get into the schedule a little bit more later as well if you want to get in on that at 215-592-9494, what you think of the schedule and of their chances. Please call them. We're also talking to quarterback. What do you think they should do? Are they handling this right? Because I don't think they are. Let's go to Norristown and talk to Nick. Yo, Nick. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up, man? So I'm really glad that you guys started the show off this way. I literally said to my girlfriend earlier this week that I wanted to call in, but didn't know what to talk about. <laughs> and then the schedule pictures got posted online. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then that report came out. Another report. More smoke around Deshaun Watson. Then, to your question, no less, Elliot, the Sirianni press conference happened. Mm-hmm. And on that really quick, I actually think, and you guys have been around pressers and have heard more than I have, but so you guys can tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I actually think he sounded pretty good. Like, I, oh, I, I 100%, sounded like, 100% agree with you. I think, look, the first introductory press conference was a tough was spot for him. He was yeah. standing at the podium by himself. It was just a weird situation. And there was a lot of things that he was getting asked about that he, that he, not he had nothing to, nothing to do with, literally. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think Sirianni is very good at press conferences. Clearly, yeah, there's things I, I he could work he at, but I, I think he's honest. I think he wants to talk football. Where he struggles is when he's clearly answering a question where he's been told what to say, he does yeah. not know how to navigate that yet. But ultimately, right. that doesn't really matter. And I think he sounded like a football coach. And I think I that the longer he's a coach in the NFL, the better he'll sound in, in yep. the press conferences. Oh, uh, well, but... rep, reps in anything, right? I mean, anything right. you do in life, the more you do it, the more practice you get, the better you're going to get at it. Right, exactly. And But to, to get to to, uh, to my main point, and for him, and this is the part where I thought he actually sounded really bad in the press conference when he said about how we just won't let it go. I mean, like, Nick, you might want us to let it go, but we're, we're talking about the most important position in sports right. with the most important team in the city. Like, no, I'm, I'm not going to let it <laughs> and go. Also, like, what did he expect? Like, 20 questions about Devontae Smith? There right. Were, there yeah. were a bunch of rookies it's there, the and half of them don't matter. quarterback yeah. of the Eagles, yep. yeah. and we don't really know who it's going to be. And yeah. the reason why I think that is, and I really don't want to be, like, that Eagles fan. I make a conscious effort to not be – that Eagles fan mm-hmm. as much as I can. 
But, guys, I don't know if they'll make it happen. I don't know when it will happen. But I know they really, really want it to happen. I think that they want Deshaun Watson, man. There's just so much smoke around it. They will not commit to Jalen Hurts, too. And, Elliot, like you said, it's like he was a second-round pick. Like, that's not nothing. Like, right. They drafted Kevin Cobb in the second round to take over for the best quarterback the team ever had. So yeah. it's like, guys, like, in the, the no graphics of – of, of him with the schedule, like that to me is not nothing. And I think the reason it happened, hasn't happened yet, Elliot, to your point is one, we don't know what's going to happen to him. Like from a legal standpoint, Yeah. two, we don't really know what's going to happen to him. Like by the league, because they can still punish him or do something to him. And I think that what ends up happening to him might just affect the price. And like, guys, we still haven't moved on from Zach Ertz yet. And like, I don't know, man. Nick, like, again, Nick. I don't know if they can make it happen, but they want it to happen. Nick, uh, great call, man. Call us more. Really outstanding call. Elliot, thoughts? Yeah, it's a complicated situation. And, you know, the the Deshaun Watson, What prior to this all coming out, I think everyone agreed. First of all, the Texans weren't going to trade him flat out. But also everyone agreed that this was like three-plus first-round picks because of a player that age and that talent does not go on the market very often. So, yeah, there's a lot of complicating factors. I mean, if the Eagles – like, let's say the Texans called the Eagles today and said, we will trade you Deshaun Watson for one first-round pick. First of all, I, that would be a bit of a red flag for me. If they're willing to move on. Like, <laughs> yes, If the yes. Texans call you and they're like, hey, we'll do it hey, for one. Hey, uh, we'll take one. Right. Oh, 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 how about a second? We'll do a second. Like, yeah, right. that's, a, that's a red well, flag. And that's a tough part of it, too, because if you wait it out and then he's cleared of everything and the league's not going to suspend him, well, then a bunch of other teams get in, like Carolina. Like, those type of teams could wa- – Washington, right? For sure. Uh, yeah. So if you wait, you know more, but you end up paying more. But if you do it now, it's a massive risk because, A, there's just a question of, you know, if it does turn out to be true, is this a person that you want representing your franchise? Absolutely. But but then there's also the he could be suspended. Like, there's a bunch of complicating factors to it. So even if they do want to trade for Deshaun Watson, and I I believe there is interest. He's a great young quarterback, and whether they're committed to Hurts or not, he is a question mark. I mean, they could be committed to him, and if he's bad next year, that commitment's gone. So the idea that they would be monitoring the Deshaun Watson situation, they're the number one team in the league that should be monitoring it. They have the assets. They have a roster that's, I believe, more ready to win around the quarterback position than other people do. So I believe they, of course, are monitoring it. It's just a tough situation to navigate. Yeah, and and look, to Nick's point, like I, I agree with him that the signs tell you that they are in on it. Like whatever else is going on, like there are a lot of complicating factors the signs tell you that there is real interest from the Philadelphia Eagles in acquiring Deshaun Watson. And also the signs tell you that however, quote-unquote, committed they are to Jalen Hurts, it's not fully committed, well, right? I mean, that's, that, that's pretty clear. And also, it's not like we're talking about them having interest in Kirk Cousins. Like, you can believe in Jalen Hurts, but also say, yeah, we believe in him, but if Deshaun Watson is available, then you, you have interest in that. Again, I'm not as high on Deshaun Watson as other people, but I don't think you can say they don't believe in Hurts because they're interested in Watson. We're not talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick, Kirk Cousins, like, you know, these mediocre quarterbacks. We're right. talking about a, an elite-level guy. But you can say that if they believed in Hurts as much as we hoped they would, especially to take him in the second round last year and set off this yeah. whole chain of events, if they believed in Hurts as much as, as we hoped they would or as if they truly believe in the guy, then they wouldn't be because then they think they have the guy. But I don't even know guy. if that's true. If they thought they had the guy, they clearly don't think for sure. They think maybe, you don't know, but they, they yeah. definitely don't think Jalen Hurts is definitely the guy. You would have to be so supremely convinced 
in Jalen Hurts to have no interest in Deshaun Watson. And I just don't know if it's realistic to have that much conviction in Hurts at this point. Coming up in a minute, we're going to hear what it was like to be back in the Novacare complex to fist bump Nick Sirianni. Mm. Find out what it was like when Howie fist bumped him. You get to feel that same <laughs> thing. Uh, we'll get to that in just a sec. Let's go to New Mexico and talk to our buddy David. Hello, sir. Gentlemen, how are we? Hey, what's going on, man? This is a crazy situation for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's like a big old soap opera. Yeah. You know? But this is also the first time in a long time that they're in a position where they can play with house money. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Jalen is a second-round pick. He's basically on a rookie deal. He's cheap. And the reason why they're not saying anything is because they love all the scrutiny about not saying anything. You know, they don't have to. They can afford to wait this thing out and find out what's going on with uh, with Watson in the long run. And you're right, Elliot. If everything clears out, then you get a whole bunch of teams clamoring for him and the price goes up. But here's, here's, here's my thought process on it. If you leave it as is, all right, a bird in the hand was worth two in the bush. And the way I see it, Jalen has got to do everything he can to concentrate on where he's at. And his job is to make sure that the team is focused on believing in him. Whatever happens above his head, he can't help anyway. Mm-hmm. But he, I think he's, I think his head is in the right spot because the 53, play, 53 guys that he's going to have to go out there and play with are going to have to believe that he can get the job done. And he's going to have to convince them before he convinces anybody else. Agreed. And he's on the right track to do that. Yeah, and what, the other thing that's interesting with all this is if the Eagles were actually trying to play a game of figure out when to trade for Deshaun Watson, wouldn't it be advantageous for them to say at the podium, Jalen's our guy? Like when, when Carson won it out. and they oh, were, That's a good call, and, and, actually, and, and yeah. Were, and remember how he came out and said trading would be like cutting, cutting a finger off. We have no plans in trading Carson. Everyone said, well, yeah, you're just saying that, right? So if you're the Eagles and you're negotiating with other teams about quarterbacks, wouldn't it behoove you then yeah. for that team to believe you thought Jalen was your point, guy? That's a great point, Elliot. I hadn't well, thought yeah, about that. Yes, thank you for making that, that, my point. They should name Jalen Hurts the starter. Yeah, that's good. yeah that's, a, that's a great way to do it. But the problem is they won't, they won't because you only have a four-game sample. All right? You're not sure exactly you know, what's going to happen, and you don't know, uh, you don't know the specifics. Mm-hmm. But everything that you're doing and everything that you're saying is pointing in the direction that Jalen's going to get his chance. He's going to get his shot. And yeah. I think you need to ride with it because if you mess with that – and you mess around with his confidence before he even gets on the field, you're going to have a bigger problem than you don't know what to do with. Dave, great call as always, man. Yeah, and the, the good thing with Jalen is we have seen him handle adversity before. Like, he got benched in Alabama, came back, right? He came back for a full mm-hmm. year, then went to Oklahoma. So, yes, I do think there's clear advantages to Nick Sirianni saying, Jalen, you're my guy, let's, let's build that relationship. But I also am not worried about Jalen – you know, not believing in himself. He seems like a supremely confident young man. Now, I haven't got to know him super well because, you know, COVID and everything. We really didn't get to be around him much last year. But he strikes me as a guy that is not going to be worried about competition. All right. Uh, Speaking of competition, you got to see it live, in person, in action. What was it like to be back at NovaCare? It's been a while since you got to be down there, since reporters were down there. You get to see Nick Sirianni, how he ran his first practice, Devontae Smith. What was it like down there? Well, first off, it was just awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's football, seeing the Eagles at the Novacare, it was sunny. It was awesome to be down there. Um, a, clear, a few clear takeaways. First, the obvious one is Devontae Smith. That's who I was spending the majority of the time watching. He's definitely skinny. Like, no getting around that. And I was pounding the table for them to take him at number 12, number 10. I would have taken him at number 6. I am not concerned about the fact he is skinny. But I do think that 
you know, when you talk about him leading up to the draft, you hear 166 pounds and you're like, okay, well, he did dominate the SEC. Maybe this is being overblown. He's definitely skinny. And what's, Seeing him in person, is, yeah. it, you see it. Is what's like, interesting about him is, and, you know, we only saw them run individual drills, so I didn't really get to see him play a lot of actual football. I mean, he was, like, running five yards and catching a ball. So there wasn't a lot to it. So a lot of my takeaways from him were just how he looked, and especially with the weight being a concern. That is a big part of it. He's not small, though. Like, he, he's tall. He doesn't fit from, from the waist up. He looks like all the other receivers. Yeah, he has long arms. Uh, yeah, again, he didn't look like – when I saw Donnell Pumphrey for the first time, I said, you know, like, this guy is small. Right. Devontae is not small. He's just really skinny. And honestly, it's mostly his legs. Like, if his, if his legs weren't so skinny, he would probably easily be, you know, 180 pounds. He just has really skinny legs. His upper body's not not skinny at all, in my opinion. So, um, again – He's definitely skinny, like no getting around it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm st- I still believe in the pick, but I, I can't I can't lie. Like yeah. it's it's eye opening how skinny his legs are. I can understand that. I, I mean, yes. And as someone that has thicker legs, you know, I'm, I was <laughs> well, I was a, jealous. You yeah. are, yeah, right. Well, you yeah. are a field goal kicking champion. So True, I have good. very strong legs. All right, what else? So the other thing was Sirianni. This was the first chance to meet Sirianni in person. Uh, normally when they hire a head coach, you know, you're at the introductory press conference. There's other opportunities to meet him. This was our first time, my first time seeing Nick Sirianni. And it was impressive, as impressive as it could be in 15 minutes of seeing a guy run a practice. What's, what's interesting is this whole offseason since they hired him, the whole narrative has been he's like this crazy, like super energetic, kind of silly. Like some people would say, you know, he doesn't, carry himself well goofy yeah got a goofy goofy. kind of uh yeah so i almost expected him to be like running around playing games on the field or like running up like jumping in being like no this this yes exactly he was for the practice portion of practice i saw very serious like walking around with his arms crossed he went and watched receivers for a little bit and then he went to another positional group i didn't see him running around i didn't see him he wasn't really interacting with with players from what i saw it seems like he really was allowing his positional coaches to do their job. Good. Now, yeah, it's only 15 minutes. Who knows? But the the impression of, of him yesterday to me was he's not like this crazy, silly, goofy guy. Like He, seemed he had command serious. out there. Yeah. yeah and that's, he's a, that's he's a big super guy. important. He's a big guy, too. Is he really? Yeah, I think. I mean, he must be like 6'3". Get out of here. To, yeah, he's, he looks You wouldn't tall. know that from the you know, what no. we've seen. Good. He's a big guy. Yeah, came up. Gave all the media members a fist bump. Which I like that. I think that's a nice move. It is you know. a, look, these are the people covering you. Yep. you know, get met, to know them a little bit. He met Merrill Reese. So. Oh, the legend. Yeah. So uh, it was also funny. I was talking to uh, someone you know, that works for the team, and I was like, oh, what's Nick like? And they hadn't met him yet. And it's just interesting to remember that they are still dealing with a lot of weird COVID, yeah, sure, you know, COVID sure. protocols. So. so awesome, awesome stuff. If anyone has any questions about what it was like to be down there, 215. 592-9494, where do you stay on the quarterback position and how the Eagles are handling it? A lot of different factors involved. Plus, coming up next, mentioned it before, our buddy, Mad Mike. Mm. So last week I gave Mike uh, some crap for one of his tweets. This week, he's gone too far. <laughs> Mad Mike has gone too far. What did he say? Why did he go too far? That's coming up next. It's Elliot. It's James. It's GoBirds Radio. It's GoBirds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3 o'clock, 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on the Eagles quarterback position and how they are handling it? Plus, I mentioned before the break, we love Mad Mike. Yes. We love that he's a part of our show. Uh, We are, are big fans of his. But sometimes, 
My man takes it too far. The Marks and Reese show this week tweets out, what are some overrated sports plays? Mike chimes in. Brandon Graham's Super Bowl sack. The city promoted Brandon from mediocre to mediocre DN to perennial All-Pro because of that sack. Now, we all know that Mad Mike is not a Brandon Graham fan. But, Mike, that is the most important play in the history of this franchise. Stop! Stop! What up, buddy? I was sitting here, and I was like, I don't even know what I said. I said a lot of stuff. So, I was just like, I was going through my tweets. I was like, what did I say? Um. Yeah, I stand by that. A little bit. <laughs> of course you do. Of no, course you I, do. I do, and I stand by it in the fact that we, as a city, way too much overrate like our own players. And like, yes, that was a very big sack, and that was it was awesome. And but we've made Brandon Graham into like Trent Cole is a way better defensive end in Eagles history. He has ninety six sacks. And he was a much better player. Brandon Graham, for where and and Trent Cole was drafted in the fifth round. Brandon Graham was drafted number in the uh, high was dra- like tenth overall, I believe. Well, it only has fifty nine career sacks in eleven years. Like I can't get past the production with him. And we, I I know everybody loves him because he smiles. Like. Smiling Brandon Graham. Everybody loves him. I, I just, like, it, it gets on my nerves. Let, Great let my me, favorite eagle ever. Let me say Mike, this, how Mike. That? As somebody that has opinions that are generally on an island, this is the most obs- – your, anti, <laughs> your anti-Brandon, Grand, anti-Brandon Graham take is the most absurd take currently. Going. Yeah, it's pretty well, bad. It's just, it's just like this how we are as a fan base. We say we're yeah, so smart, Every fan then, base overrates And also, players. I don't think any Eagles fan is sitting here saying Brandon Graham's one of the best defensive ends in football. No, I – like whenever I say anything, people are like, he's great, man. What are you he's a good he's football great. player, man. He's a very good football player. No, he's – good he's not great he's not very good he's good i'll good is the furthest i'm going with him right, mike what you got on the eagles Big now so actually I, this is a different i've been thinking like sitting back like i saw a graphic uh this week where it was like four or five of the eagles draft picks were players that they saw at the senior bowl mm-hmm. and then it made me dig in a little bit you know justin jefferson wasn't at the senior bowl last year but you know who was Jalen Rager and Jalen Hurd. Interesting. Is it that the Eagles fall too much in love with players that they can meet? The senior ball poison the Eagles' minds too much because they can get there and they can see them. And if we're honest about what the senior ball is, it's not the best elite talent there. It's players that need to show up to like solidify their draft yeah. status. So, I, I think it's a fair point. I mean, I do think – on one hand, the more information you can get about a player, the better. Like, if you have a chance to spend more time with them, if you get to see him up close, that's clearly a good thing. But, but to your, but to your point, you're not analysis, picking – Yeah, It's over-analysis, and they fall in love with players and like at, a, at, a, at this simulated game, like, and they're just like, oh, well, I got to talk to him. I really love this guy. And it's just like it's, – it's, I honestly, like, when I started looking into it, it's – they – put way too much emphasis on that senior bowl and not it's an interesting and, and I think it's a really interesting point mike uh, i mean like if that's it can we stop going to the senior bowl and just like <laughs> what's, cut that out what's ironic make... is they had a chance to coach them this year i believe until and they, they didn't take it yeah, they didn't they take didn't, it yeah until they fired doug yeah. but for there was a brief moment there where they could have they could have had their staff down there yeah mike oh, oh you, one thing guys yeah go ahead we go 
Uh, if anybody from Levittown wants to fight me, uh, it oh won't work God. out well for you. Just, this just is a Twitter. What, what this is, is this? Twitter what does this have to do with anything? Where did this well, come that's from? from last week. Some nerd from Levittown uh, challenged me to a fight. And I was like, it's not going to work out for you, buddy. Some you nerd from <laughs> Mike, it's a pleasure, buddy. Have a good one. See ya. We don't want to promote the violence. <laughs> no, you know? no, no fights. Ha- sunny day. We are, we are, uh, Go Birds is a positive, happy, love yes. each other type of show. Exactly. You know, we're all about the, the love up in here. Unless so we're debating fans. Like, if you want to fight a Giants fan or a Cowboys fan, that's the kind of thing I can, you know, at least kind of understand. Get behind understand. It. I yeah. mean, Dallas sucks, all that, but, no, come on. We're all Eagles fans here. 215-592-9494. Let's go to South Philly and talk to Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Yo, what's long going time on? pod listener, Elliot. Oh, I've yes. been listening oh, to you since awesome. your first no huddle pod. Man. No, the no oh, huddle man. shout out. Wow, How about a, that? Yeah. That's an official day yeah, one. Yeah, right you're on there. a much better yeah. pod now, so my man. Yeah. For sure, man. <laughs> that being said, I'm I'm very furious with both of you. Oh, <laughs> no, right. oh, no, lay it on us. I'm not furious. I, I just I have to. As much as this is a pro. Jalen Hurts pod, I feel like it needs to officially become an anti-Deshaun Watson podcast. And I have a few I have a few reasons why. And I'm glad that, that Mad Mike brought up Brandon Graham because I think bringing someone like that into the locker room that we have, you have Brandon Graham who has a daughter. You have Darius Slay, who I believe has a daughter. I mean – James, you even you even have a daughter, and and not not that you need that to to have a, a sense of the situation, but let's just take a moment and say that it's twenty two women, regardless of how this ends up, that will never go away. Yeah, and look, even if you win a lot of games with them, that asterisk will be there forever. Ryan, so I'm I with just, you. I they have, how, they have how got you feel, to man. look. They've got to do their homework on this situation. They've got to feel comfortable in the person if they bring him in. And that's the bottom line, like flat out. I mean, he, clearly his situation's complicated, but whenever you bring anybody in a locker room, you have got to do homework on who they and are. Look, and look, Ryan, like like if if I'm asked now, like I wouldn't trade for him personally because of that yeah. stuff right now. Like I, I would need to find out, like, and again, I'm with you. I I don't want to like, I don't know. Like, right, we all don't know. It's weird. There's a lot of, it feels like he's a creep, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want them to trade for him because he probably could be a creep. If it turns out that he's not, like, and it is proven that he's not, and again, I, I'm not expecting that or anything, then that's a different discussion. But right now, I'm with you. I personally do not want Deshaun Watson on the Eagles, personally, right now. Completely agreed. And I, I think it would be extremely hypocritical by the Philadelphia Eagles as well, who historically have liked to stand for something. Jeffrey mm-hmm. Lurie especially. I mean, look how active he is with the Autism Foundation and, and charitable giving and, and the, the pressure, not, not even pressure, but you know the, the, the way they encourage their players to go out and be active in the community. And so you want to now stake your entire organization's reputation on a man who may have done something horrific? I just, I just can't imagine, especially when you've got Hurts in here. It's yeah. Just... yeah, Ryan, great call, man. Call us again. Yeah, look, I appreciate it. Thanks. It's a it's an incredibly complicated and tough situation. Yeah, you know, I mean, and again, the, all this aside, even when he was available prior to this coming out, I was not super. Yeah, on board you've been with pretty pretty him. consistent with like you you want the situation yeah. there, and you'd rather give Hurts the shot than trade for Sean. I Watson. think the Carson Wentz thing should have taught us all that you have got to be so sure the quarterback you go in on is the guy. Like you have got to be one hundred as close to one hundred fifty percent as you can be because. Going all in on Carson really hurt this franchise. And yeah. keep in mind, they did it after he tore his ACL, and, and I'm pretty sure after he broke his back, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. You're so, correct. Right? So if you go in on Deshaun Watson, yes, all that stuff certainly matters. But again, like the torn ACL, like you, it, the Eagles, 
it's a risky place to be where they're at with their quarterback situation, but it's also an, an incredibly like freeing and exciting one because they have possibilities and options. Once you go in on Deshaun Watson, that's it. Like your franchise is as good as Deshaun Watson is, and that could be great. He could end up being great, but there is something freeing about having the possibility and not going all in on one person, literally right as you just came out of being all in on Carson. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you stand on the Eagles' quarterback position? How they're handling it? How they should handle it? The hurts of it all, the Watson of it all, all that stuff. 215-592-9494. Plus, coming up next, something about Nick Sirianni that I really, really like. And not just as a person, because we're all in on Nick Sirianni, the person. Everyone's rooting for him. But something about his coaching style, his methodology, that I think could lead to him being a great coach. What is it? I'll tell you next. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you that no one, does live in-game play-by-play betting better than Park Sportsbook app? Our sportsbook app of choice. Baseball's back. Golf's in full swing. If you sign up now, you can bet live on baseball, golf, pro hoops, hockey, and so much more. They have an incredible offer to get you in on the action. As a new customer, you can make your first bet risk-free up to $500. $500! The Park Sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app based right here in the Delaware Valley. They have it all. Live in-game play-by-play betting, which is a, a wild ride. Parlays, which... We at the Go Birds podcast, we love our parlays, for better or worse. Props, teasers, so much more. You can bet on individual player performances, pro hoops, hockey, baseball, things like points, rebounds, goals, strikeouts, anything and everything. The app is so intuitive. It's easy to use. You can bet on futures. You can bet on who's going to win it all. Obviously, we got some playoffs coming up. You can bet on it all. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app gives you the home field advantage. Again, here's the deal. New customers only. Sign up now and get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. And again, that's P-A-R-X casino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. See the website for terms and conditions. It's GoBirds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3. John Johnson coming up after that. Phillies baseball later tonight down in Dunedin. Phillies get a nice win yesterday. That was fun. Yeah. Sixers clinched a one seed. How Vinny about Velasquez. it? Vinny Vinny, Vinny the Vinny, Beast. Vinny Velo or whatever. All he does is dominate yeah, now. That's all he does. Totally he's, saw that coming. Better pitcher than Nola. Who would have seen that? Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Back to football. 2 <laughs> Where do you stand on the Eagles? And how they're handling the quarterback position. We also have not gotten a ton in the schedule. If you want to weigh in on on what your thoughts of the schedule are, I know Elliot was was a lot more positive than I was. About yeah, I saw eleven winnable games. Whether they will win them all, I don't know. But I, I think again, I think they're going to be a a double digit win team, or, or at least nine, like nine to ten wins. Yeah, I don't. I know two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you stand? Coming up, I'm going to tell you uh, a, a specific thing. They really like about Nick Sirianni's coaching style. That's coming up as well. Let's go to Woodbury and talk to Ian. Hey, Ian. Hey, boys. How we doing? Hey, what's up, man? Good, good. I'll, I'll fill in for Tom here. Say, <laughs> how we doing? <laughs> yeah, hey, Ian. There it is. Yo, game. <laughs> what's up? Got a couple things. Um, Going to be looking like the Milton Williams spider graph. Just all over the place. But so, <laughs> well done there. That was um, good. So um, the whole non-commitment on Jalen Hurts, actions speak louder than words. They're committed to him this year. And like we know from all the investigative reporting, um, this is Jeffy Lurie's team. Jeffy Lurie said, build around Jalen. Let's give him a year. So that's what they're doing. 
Yeah. And they're hedging their bets next year with their extra first-round picks, and they can pick up a guy if they needed to. It is interesting how so many people bring up all the reporting of, like, they're interested in Deshaun they're, uh, Watson, they're interested in Aaron Rodgers, but don't ever bring up the report of Jeffrey Lurie has told them to build around Jim. Yeah, Hurts. you're right, and that was Mortensen, who's legit. One of the best, yeah. Yeah, it's his team. They're going to do what he says regardless. Um, and then one of my other, other points um, – I don't think the Dolphins win more than seven games this wow. year. I'm not a big, I'm not a big Tua guy. I'm not, for um, what it's worth, Ian, and and I'm very, I'm, I'm rooting against the Dolphins as we all are, obviously. But Elliot knows, like last year, I, I was your team. I liked, I really like Brian Flores. I think that dude's a good coach, and I like, I like their defense. I like the way they play. But I'm with you, man. I don't think Tua is that good. I didn't like him in college that much. I've never been a big Tua guy. Uh, I could see a, a way where it goes a bad way because of Tua. Yeah, and, and of course you played well in college. You got four first-round picks, yeah. you know, running routes for you. So um, I would hope everyone would do well there. Um, and with Nick, Nick Sirianni looked awesome yesterday. I feel like Elliot, you missed an opportunity to just lay paper over rocks. I, you he know, gave you the I, I thought oh, of that. Oh man, what a good idea! Ian. I thought of that. Why didn't but, you do that? Yeah, I thought of it too late. Blew it. Sadly, that's too bad. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. We go, oh, you, what a good um, idea! But, yeah. and, man, I wish I had the Elliot. <laughs> yeah, God, it looked like it was so much fun out there. I was scrolling through my feed, just yeah. looking at all the videos. I'm excited for more content. Um, another point. If next time you hear Andy Wydell speak, just close your eyes, and it's and it's Joe Douglas yeah. miniature. Yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've the thought about person. it. They, yeah, they they sound exactly the same. Um, and then for the Colts, again, I'm gonna be aggressive here. I don't see maybe eight wins. Like they got a tough, tough schedule. So I yeah. think we've got, I think we've got two first round picks in the top fifteen. And then we got ours in the twenties because we making the playoffs. Look at boys. Ian, what a call, buddy! Call us again. Call more often. This Absolutely. fantastic. Absolutely, enjoy, guys. Thanks. Thank Great you. call. Look, he brought up something you talked about. You're on with Angelo this week, yeah. and you're kind of going through, and you didn't even think about it till Angelo kind of crystallized got it, it out for of you. Yeah, that's why he's the goat. That's why he's the goat. But but you think the Eagles will be better than the Colts this year? I think the Eagles are going to win more games than the Colts this year. Now, I don't know wow. if that means the Colts are a better, you know, if the Eagles are a better team. Sure, they're in a tougher conference. the Eagles and... have, by, by records last year, the easiest schedule in the league. The Colts have a brutal schedule. When you look at their first five games, they could realistically start one and four. I mean, we've seen Carson against good teams here. It doesn't always end up well. They play Seattle, who Carson has always struggled against. They play the Rams. Uh, they play the Ravens. They play, I believe, the Titans. Like, they have a very... Rough start, whereas the Eagles don't so much. And, yeah, I think the Eagles are going to win more games than the Colts. That is a bold prediction. That's what I'm here for. I like it. I'm in on it. I don't, sadly, and I, I don't think the Colts are going to be amazing, but I think there's enough infrastructure there. that that, And I think Carson in his first year there, before he gets comfortable and goes back to, to all the mm-hmm. Carson stuff that we saw, I think he could be decent in year well, one. Carson's been a starter for five years, and he's won double-digit games once. A fair point, my friend. So if you know the track record's not there of him coming out and winning twelve games. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Brookhaven and talk to Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, first off, I have to tell you, James, do not let the camera off so easy on this week's quiz. Oh, I'm with I'm, you, man. That was asking for multiple choice. That was a that was a joke. Do not. This fuck is a good movie. I don't, it's I, an amazing movie. He's lucky to be watching it. I'm with you. <laughs> But okay, um, before you let me go, I do have another question for Elliot. So mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to join the fray. Your callers here. Your last caller took a couple good points. That I was going to say, 
Let's get behind Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Do not trade for Deshaun Watson. His salary is too high. The issues that he has, which I don't know what would, how that those issues will affect his gameplay. I mean, and, is he going to be distracted? Is so another good be... point. Yeah, it could. And again, he I mean, has suffered a season-ending injury before. Like, I don't think you can overlook that when you're talking about that, making a major investment in a player. And that was another point I was going to make. He had, I remember him having an injury. I don't know how severe it was. I just remember him having an injury. Well, I think he, he, tore, he his tore his ACL. ACL yeah. He tore his ACL and it ended his season. Yeah. And, and then I'm also with you after seeing the last caller said, I think we're going to have three good first-round draft picks next year unless – um, Indianapolis decides to bench Carson again. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think <laughs> they'll bench Carson. I, they, so I'm all for just – plus we're the city of underdogs. Let's get behind an underdog right now and get behind Hurts. Yeah, look, so, Brandon, great call, man. Call uh, us again. Whether going with Jalen Hurts or not will work out, we, none of us know, even if you're the biggest Hurts guy or the biggest anti-Hurts guy. I think that Hurts – going with Hurts is the most exciting option. Like, seeing what he can do next year, seeing him with Devontae Smith, seeing this young roster, I think that's the most exciting path to go. And also, look, he's easy to root for. You know, the kid comes in, yeah. he's like a hard worker. He's like Philly. He's got that – you know, we always talk about that cliche and all that, but, like, he is that. He's that guy who comes in, works his ass off, is fine not yep. being handed the job, like – all that type of stuff. He's quiet. He takes care of his business. He never says the wrong thing. Like, he's easy to root for. Think about this. If they trade for Deshaun Watson, what are the expectations? Much higher. Right? I mean, yeah. I think if Deshaun Watson's your quarterback and you trade a lot to get him, you should be expected to be a, a playoff team. And they could do it for sure, but I don't know. Do you, do you want Sirianni to have that type of expectation right away? And I'm higher on the roster than most, but do you want to go into a year where coming off a four eleven and one season, like the expectation is to make the playoffs. Because if you don't, then you're right back where you were with Carson of, you know, a quarterback that's a franchise guy but didn't make the playoffs, a team that's ready to win now but isn't winning. I, I think that, you know, letting this team try to grow organically for a year could be the right path. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Levittown and talk to Jared. Hey, buddy. Hey, guys. How you doing? It's the nerd. Hey, what's up, man? Oh, this is you. Hey. You were the. I thought it might be you were the nerd from Levittown yeah, who, who took it. I wasn't sure if it was you or not. Hey. That's hilarious. So what's on Me? your mind? Oh, um, I think you're cutting out. But uh, I just want to say, you know, anyone's a nerd. It's a dude that keeps calling, saying the same things, and making people upset. But uh, onto the Eagles, my man. That was some quick caller on caller crime. I yeah, liked it. What's quick. on your mind with the Drive Eagles? By. Yeah, because this is more important. You know, we care about this. You are right. Um. People need to – I hear. I heard said that we can't name Jalen Hurts the starter because it's basically doing what we just did with Carson. Mm-hmm. And oh, no. if we name him the starter, we're not handing him $128 million. We're not giving him all the accommodations that, you know, we gave Carson. We're not giving him every single chance. If anything, he feels like he's on a tight rope because we're not committing to him. So I don't really see how it's the same thing. So it's not it, it's not exactly the same thing because you're right. There's not the financial uh, commitment. He was not the number two overall pick. So it's not the same thing. My only point I'm making is I think the Eagles went overboard in how much they handed the franchise to Carson. So I could see from a mentality standpoint, especially for a team that we know overcorrects, them, fair or not, like not wanting just to hand the team to Jalen Hurts. I agree it's not the same thing, but there's a lot of similar aspects, which could be why they're not doing it. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying. I'm not, but what I'm saying is like, there's a thing, there's there's such a thing as going from one extreme to another, and that's what the Eagles are doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like, 
and they should really just strive for that middle ground. And what yeah, they should well, look, they always say, do that. They always I, they I, always go one way or the other. They don't go down the middle I, often. I think. I mean, I, I'm not even in an NFL job, obviously. And the easiest way to clear this up is at a press conference. Is Jalen Hurts a starting quarterback, or any question about a starting quarterback? Very simply. Jalen Hurts is our starting quarterback at the moment. We keep up um, our options available at all times, as we should, and everybody in our room, including the quarterbacks, competes for everything and continues to develop every day. That's all you got to say. Yeah, Jared, you can good call. And still have a no, Jared. Job. I think that's a great call, and I, you can do that. Like, yeah, hey, but I don't think that answer. And first of all, I'm a big fan of coming up with answers of what they should say. Like, I love when people try to do that. I love doing it. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that answer solves something. Because let's be real here. If he comes to the podium and he goes, Jalen Hurts is my quarterback at the moment, what's the what's the headline there? The, at the moment. The, at the moment. I know. Yeah. So, again, I don't think there's anything he can say. Like, even if they say he's a starter, people are still going to tie them to the Eagles, uh, uh, these quarterbacks to the Eagles. And then if they say he's not, you're just opening up a massive can of worms. Just so, say he's the starter. This is stupid. This is dumb. I mean, look, I feel and if that you way trade, sometimes, too. if you too, trade but, for somebody, like if you trade for Aaron Rodgers, like – no one's going to be like, well, is Jalen Hurts still the starter now that you traded for Aaron Rodgers? Like, it is what it is. Like, people I, get I, it. So I agree with you. I just see their reasoning as well. I, I think they're taking it too far. Like, I think at this point, you know, you say something like, Jalen, you know, Jalen's at the top of the depth chart right now. We're excited about what he can be. I want to see him in person. I'm a new head coach. All these players are new to me, but I'm super pumped about Jalen to be the starter. And then you go from there. Coming up in a minute, I'm going to tell you something about Nick Sirianni's coaching style that I really like, and I think could be a, a, a portend good things moving forward. First, let's go to Vancouver and talk to our buddy, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hello, guys. Hey, what's How up, man? You? I'm so excited to speak to you. I'm really great. I'm ready to play ball. I got my ball in my hand, and I just want to be talking to a bunch of people who like ball, too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well done. High level, uh, yeah, high level football talk here. How are you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing really well. And I'm actually, seriously, I'm looking at a signed framed 52 of 52 picture of a guy with number 55 on him, and he's making a strip sack. Mm, my man. Some, some would say the most important play. Apparently that's an overrated yeah. play. Yeah, overrated. The play that won the Eagles the Super Bowl. It's overrated. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Now, Elliot, I love your takes uh, right Thank now. You. I think that the, I think this is probably your best hot take of – of Jalen, Jalen being fun to watch yeah. versus Deshaun, fine. We might be thinking playoff, but it just feels so serious and heavy. And I'm just yeah. ready for the Eagles to provide some fun. Yeah, for sure. Look, look how sports last- are supposed to be fun, right? We choose. This is a, a, a choice and elective by us to follow this team to watch these games. Like that's well, the whole point. And we saw last year what the weight of the world on a quarterback's shoulders does, right? Like Carson, he had. a Big role in helping them win the Super Bowl. Let's be real. He's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And him having the pressure of the world to prove that he can do it, to go into every season proving he can be that guy. Like, there might not be a quarterback in the league besides Carson that would have more to prove next year than Deshaun Watson, right? When you consider how the offseason's going, going, the fact that if he is traded, the team would have given a lot, a lot up for him. So, yeah, I just think taking a deep breath and just letting Jalen go out there and see what he can be, it just it feels refreshing and exciting to me. Now I have one question for you, and that's like this is this is a serious question because I, you know, with reporters we always feel sort of frustrated, and when you guys are hosting, when you when you talk amongst yourselves, everybody feels frustrated about them like not answering questions and mm-hmm. Sirianni not answering questions, Howie not answering questions, and such. 
how far can you go in terms of being like straight up honest with them when you're asking the question versus having to sort of be polite about the, what you're asking? It's a great question. Yeah. I, look, I think as in any job, there's certainly a level of professionalism anybody has to keep. Like attacking them is not the move. I think ultimately, to your point, like if the Eagles have decided they're not going to answer something, being combative with them is not it's not Productive. it's not going to make them do it right like the eagles there are certain questions they are not going to answer they have decided as a franchise it is not advantageous perfect example jonathan gannon the defensive coordinator has not spoken since he's been hired right clearly they don't want him to talk because they don't want him to talk about his defensive scheme all the confrontation you know confrontational press conferences in the world are not going to change that so it is a thin line certainly you want to you know make sure that you're you're pressing them but i yeah i i think that there is a certain level of professionalism that you, you have to keep Okay, well, thanks a lot, guys, and I'm ready for a fun season. I hope that it's going to be Jalen's job to lose. Tommy, a pleasure as always, man. Which it is. We're huge I in I think Vancouver. that's where it is right now. Yeah, we're, we're big <laughs> up there. And let, that's the other thing about it, too. Like, let's be real. It is his job to lose right now. Like, I would hope so, yeah. And I don't think he will lose it. But the other to thing— To Joe Flacco, I would hope not either. The other interesting thing would be, let's say Jalen Hurts comes to training camp and is legitimately really bad. I don't think it'll happen, but let's say he comes and he is legitimately very bad. Like, would they go to Flacco? I would not. I would under no circumstance go to Joe Flacco. I'd go to Jamie year. Newman before I went to Flacco. I would too. Yeah. I, think, I think Jamie Newman should be the backup. But that is where it gets interesting is if Jalen Hurts is really bad, he does not have the, the pool or the weight that Carson does yet. Like, Carson, we saw. He was the worst quarterback in the league for, what, 13 games last year? Jalen's not going to get that type of, of chance. I think he should. I would not go to Flacco. But that is where it's interesting is if they're leaving a door open and they're not committing to him, I mean, that could make it easier to bench him if he's not good. 215-592-9494. Back to the phones in one sec. Uh, one thing about Nick Sirianni that I really appreciate that he keeps saying, like it is clearly something that he believes in, a head, in as a head coach. He said it again yesterday. He said it almost every time he's talked. And I have said for years, and I believe to my core, that the best coaches, particularly in football, the best coaches are the guys who look at the talent on their team and say, what do you do well? What do you do well? What do you do well? I'm going to do what I do based on what you do well. And not Chip Kelly it up right. and say, this is my scheme. Do what fit into my scheme. Fit what I want to do. Nick Sirianni is obsessed he keeps mentioning, I'm going to coach to my players. I'm going to put them in positions to be successful. I'm not going to force them to do something they can't do. I love that, man. Like, it's my yeah. number one thing, and I want an NFL coach, and we're still a far away. I've been more skeptical of Sirianni and his chances than, than others and stuff, but, but that, that line that keeps coming up, I think is something that, that people can grab onto as a, a real hopeful thing. So I agree. That's definitely what you want to hear. Uh, we'll see if he does it. That, of course, that's, you know, course. ultimately what it comes down to. Like, like someone said on our show earlier, actions speak louder than words, yeah, and, flat out. And I, even Chip Kelly, you know, wouldn't come out and say, look, I'm going to run my system. If they're not good at it, then we're in trouble. Like, you know, of course, Sirianni's going to go up there and say, yeah, I want I want to do what makes my guys better. And I, but but at least he's saying it. And I do think that is what he will try to do. That's my only counter to that is let's see him do it before we say, wow, look at this guy's willingness to do it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Another thing that. Uh, the caller we're about to go to, my favorite thing that, that someone has said on this show about Nick Sirianni is what Ike in Southwest Philly said to us a couple weeks oh, yeah, ago. That's right. The idea that, that this guy is himself. 
in every situation, whether it's a uh, his first press conference, whether it's these press conferences, when he's out on the field, like this guy is genuine mm-hmm. to who he is and how important that is when you're trying to lead men, when you're trying to get people to believe in you. If those people believe that you are genuine, that you are real, like that goes such a I long agree. way. I think it's huge. And I hadn't thought about it. Ike in Southwest Philly. Great point by you, Ike, man. How you doing, brother? I appreciate it. What's up, y'all? Hey, how's Yo, it going? Yo, man. I'm, I'm I'm salty that it's so hard to get in the, into the show, but I'm I'm happy for y'all <laughs> that it's so hard to get into the show. That, that letting them know that everybody's seeing the light. I that appreciate this is a great it, show. Yeah, shoot us a DM. Yeah. We'll we'll make sure you get on, man. <laughs> nah, don't worry about it. It's cool. I play my part. Yo, <laughs> here's, here's my thing, man. I think that this whole Damon hurts uh, to start it is much to do about nothing. Agreed. And here's the reason: because first of all, if you Ellie, you've been saying it too. Like, if you looking and seeing what they're doing, mm-hmm. they're telling you that it started. He go one thing. Do you think they said that they're about trying to rebuild this team and not start it all over and not try to jump uh, uh, steps and stuff like that? Yeah. So Joe Joe uh, Flacco don't seem as no rebuilding type no. person. No. It, and, and also, the thing I think is cool is is the personality of, of uh, Hurts. You, my whole thing is if – I think this is more of a media – fans uh, topic or whatever then internally because I think they all really know and it's only May like he hasn't even been on the field yet Mm -hmm. and he is the one that's getting receivers and stuff together with him so you know that's the whole thing I don't think he got he built like like no fence for Carson because I did like him he's not built the same way Carson is he that type of thing don't seem to bother him He's still putting his head down to work. So I think it's much to do about nothing, honestly. And I think that that just, real quick, like that's because of Jalen's football background. The guy went to Alabama. He went to Oklahoma. His dad's a head coach. He was one of the top football players in Texas, which is maybe the top high school uh, football state in the country. So I just believe it doesn't bother him. Like to your point, I saw on his Instagram last night he was golfing with Lane Johnson. Like he is is putting in the work to become the, the leader in that locker room. And, and Jason Kelsey was on the radio station, and he had glowing things about his personality and his attitude, yeah. too. Now, here's the last thing I'll say real quick. Yo, Ellie, I agree with you. I don't know if they're going to win 11 or 9 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the Eagles got more talent than our city and the nation yeah. really believes because the only I only see one real weak area of us, and that's the cornerbacks. I think the I think I like Singleton last year. I think this dude we got from Minnesota might be all right. And mm-hmm. I want to give these young guys like Davion Teller a chance. Give the guy Sean Bradley a chance. See what we got. I think we better than what because our offensive line is nice. I like our receivers. I like our receivers, mm-hmm. and I like the running back. So I just wanted to say I agree with you too, man. Love the show always, brothers. I mean, I thank pleasure. you. Pleasure. A lot of people on the Elliott bandwagon these days. It's good to see the but, seas have, have yeah, shifted. Yeah. So you know what's what's funny is every, everyone he just said it, and people are right. Like the Eagles have a hole at the second cornerback spot. Absolutely. But I think we sometimes are so close to the team that we forget that. Uh, First Other all, teams have holds, too. and also not many teams have two good cornerbacks. Like, yes, there there are definitely teams that have a better cornerback duo than the Eagles, but not many teams have a cornerback as good as, as Darius Slay. Like, let's not overlook the fact that he is one of the better number one cornerbacks in the league. So they absolutely have to address the cornerback spot. But to Ike's point, that's the only glaring hole. That's it. The only other argument is they could get injured. But you could say that about every team. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Are they that good? You know, Ike and, and Elliot believe this roster is better than people think. Do you think they're better than people think? I don't, sadly. But do you? will get there. I'll get there. Elliot's working on me. I, I went from five wins to six and a half, seven range. So. We got time. 
215-592-9494. And are the Eagles handling the quarterback situation correctly or are they bungling in? It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. That's right, it's Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3. John Johnson coming mm. up next. So the, I think when people talk about the Eagles roster and they look at it, they say there's talent, but like Lane could get hurt. Brandon Brooks could get hurt. These are guys that have suffered injuries before, right? Why does nobody bring up the fact that the most important player on the Cowboys just missed the entire season, basically? It's a great point. You know, I mean, maybe and Dak's less likely to get hurt get hurt because he's younger, but what would matter more, if Dak went down or if Brandon Brooks and Lane went down? Well, also, forgetting if he gets hurt again, people just act like he's going to come back and just be Dak right away. Yeah. Like, we know how much serious injuries can mess with players when they come back. We've seen it firsthand. Now, the ankle injuries, you It's know, different than different. a torn ACL and all that, but still, like, there's certainly a chance that he comes back and isn't yeah. the same player. I mean, that's certainly on the table. He might be the most important player in the division when you think about how things will play out. Like, because if Dak comes back and he's Dak, the Cowboys, although that being said, they were one and three last yeah. year, I think, when he got hurt. But if he's really good, that's a game changer for them because I think their defense will be better and Dak with all those weapons is, is an issue. I think <laughs> I think they could be good. But we'll see what, what he is. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones and go to Pittman and talk to my buddy Bill. Hey, Bill. Good afternoon, Elliot and James. How you guys doing, ma'am? Hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Hey, listen, I I pray and I hope they don't trade for Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And those three picks could be replacements for guys that are aging in the offensive line, defensive line, an elite cornerback. Yeah. And seriously, you know, so I, I really hope they keep their powder dry and don't trade for him. Um, but on top of that, and James, you know my history with uh, with Jalen Hurts. Uh, you are as big a Jalen Hurts guy as I know, Bill. I I believe Bill actually real quick year, predicted that the Eagles would draft Jalen Hurts. Wow! So how yeah, about that? Yes, yes, I did. Um, and um, thanks for pointing that out too, man. But anyway, <laughs> I, I just think that this time next year, there's not going to be anywhere in this anybody in this area that's going to have any doubts about Jalen Hurts at all. His work ethic and his ability to improve his game every year in college, he's going to come in, he's going to be ready to go, and he's going to win the starting job, and nobody's going to have doubts about that young man this time next year. I also think people, there's just so much revision, revisionist history with his rookie season. I think he, so, too. He was really good last uh, he year. He impressed me. All of a sudden, everyone's like, he stunk. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, he, the two, the, I know that, like, he's had some, he had some struggles. The Dallas game was bad. Like, right. we'll admit it, but. Well, yeah. they, they also had a 14 and nothing. He did yeah. help them get a 14 those and those first two games. He played. He was amazing. Yep. Like he was awesome. Agreed. Yeah, he looked. Yeah, seriously, he looked awesome in, down in New Orleans. He was great, and maybe even better against Arizona. Yeah. They lost the game. Certainly, but, numbers wise, yeah. he was better. Hey, one more thing, Elliot. I am so confident that the Eagles are going to have a good season this mm-hmm. year that my brother and I bought tickets for January second down in the nation's capital. Mm-hmm. And my brother said, we're taking his two sons down. My brother said, maybe we should wait till later in the season. We might be able to get better seats for cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, nah, man, that, this, that game's going to be half playoff implications. Yeah. And he's like, really? I said, yeah, man, that game's going to be important, man. So we got to get our That's tickets awesome. now. That'll Love be a it, great Bill. Man. Bill, great call. Hey, have a great day, guys. You too, pal. The good news is for uh, for Bill, it'll probably be mostly Eagles fans in the stadium. Yeah, well, so it'll Washington like doesn't really game. have any fans no, anyway. They do not. But, yeah, I mean, that, that could be the NFC's title game. Well, it is. We've both talked about how we're not like super we don't love the whole like super backloading of the nfc schedule but like come the end of the season if the eagles can find a way in a bad division to stay in it 
yeah, that's going to be super exciting at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's, there's a really good chance. And the other thing is, so when the NFL makes these uh, makes these schedules, they try to make it so that the the two divisional teams that play each other last week of the season are the two teams that they think will be competing for the division. Because then it's more likely you'll have a divisional title game, right? The Eagles play the Cowboys. Washington plays the Giants. Who do you think is more likely to, like, where that game really matters? I mean, it's tough for me because I think Washington's going to win the division, but I, I think the Giants I, I think the Giants stink. I so. wonder what the league thinks. Yeah. Because, like, Eagles versus Giants, I think, would be a clear indication that the NFL thinks it's going to be Washington, Washington and Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. But the fact that it's the Eagles versus Dallas, and Dallas is, is the betting favorite to win the division. Yeah. That's a really interesting point. I wonder if they're higher on the Eagles. Now, they only give them two primetime games. So yeah. Who knows? So, prob- yeah, less so. But who right. knows? That's an interesting question. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Virginia and talk to Austin. Hey, Austin. Hey, James. How are you guys doing? Hey, what's up, man? Doing great. Um. I've been listening to y'all since 2017 for the oh, podcast. Y'all awesome, doing a great man. job. Keep Thanks, it up. Austin. We really appreciate but, that. But uh, i got to say, I've been leaning towards Elliot recently. He mm. has better take. See, it seems like everybody does, yeah, Austin. I mean, it's, right. like, this is, uh, it's the year of Elliot. Fingers crossed. It really is. Um, it was funny. This morning, I was doing my, my morning tradition of drinking coffee, watching TV, mm-hmm. and on YouTube, popped up the Super Bowl. Wow. And I watched that, and I watched Get the last 15 minutes, nothing was better than that feeling of watching Brandon Graham strip sack uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, certainly not an overrated play. I would say that. And no, I, I probably all. watched the Super Bowl like 10 times. It's um, I, Whenever I'm just looking for something, and I'm, I, just, I just throw it on, man. I, I, mm-hmm. I that's watch very it so James, that's it's very James of you. Well, it's funny because I used to hear like people talk about, like I used to hear like Bill Simmons talk about like watching old Patriots Super Bowls. Before the Eagles had won, mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, that's stupid." Like, even if the Eagles won, like, I'm not gonna watch it over and over and over again. I was so wrong. Oh, yeah, like I can't, I can't get enough. <laughs> it's crazy. I've probably watched it 15 times. Yep, or more. Right there with you, man. Right there with you. And Mad Mike's crazy for putting down Brandon Graham that yeah, much. Yeah, but it's just you know, what can you do? I mean, come yeah, on. It's um, I wanted to bring up a question for you guys. So mm-hmm. Devontae Adams uh, draft, I love it. He did a uh, great pick for that. Yeah. Do Devontae you think Smith. Devontae Adams will have a better uh, first year? than Justin Jefferson? It's a great question. So I wrote about this uh, on 94WP.com, and I think that he has the skills to have the same type of year. Now the issue is, off the top of my head, I think Jefferson got 125 targets last year. Nobody on the Mm. Eagles last year got more than 80. So I just don't know if he'll get the volume to put up the numbers that Jefferson did, but I think his skill sets are similar in the way that Jefferson came to the NFL pro-ready, route runner, dominated the SEC, and Smith arguably comes in better than Jefferson. He was he was a higher pick. I think he has better hands. He's played on the outside more. So I think he has the skill to do it. I just don't know if he's going to get as many opportunities. Yeah, it'd be tough. I mean, we're talking about maybe the great, one of the great rookie yeah. wide receiver seasons of all time. So I, I won't be upset if he's not quite Jefferson this year. High hopes for him, though. I love I, it. I think yeah. he, he'll be a... An all-time great uh, wide receiver for us. At least I, hope so. I I hope so, man. And I we love Austin. Keep keep going, man. Great call. Uh, look, we, we're the Devontae Smith pod. We're in on Devontae Smith. Every every time anybody brings up they're excited for Devontae Smith, I think of how grateful I am that the team did not draft Elijah Vera. Oh my God! Or Just like or like uh, Rashawn Slater yes. or whatever. Can't wait to watch that guy kick out. Yeah, it's gonna be Some great. Calling up like he's really gonna be great at tackle, which is important. But it is important. But again, like to the points made before too. Sports are supposed to be fun. Right. And like Devontae Smith. The Eagles is fun. owed it to their fans to take Smith. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Doylestown and talk to my buddy Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, James. How are you? Good to talk to you, man. Thanks for calling in. Good, 
No, no, no problem. Uh, James, you got a big job on Monday. I think the weasel is going to morph to a squirrel. So (laughs) you got to watch him on Monday. I'm going to be all over it. All over it. Uh, Elliot, it's a pleasure to finally talk to you. Uh, Two things. Um, James, we've talked about um, Deshaun Watson before. I think think the one thing everybody's got to keep in perspective, we have – a lot of options rather than obligations right now. I think we're sitting in a perfect opportunity, but I definitely think they want to explore the opportunity of going after Watson um, mm-hmm. as long as they don't have to give up the entire, you know, everything that they have to get them. But I think, I think we're in a really unique situation. But, Elliot, the question that I have to you yesterday, yep. in the beginning of the year, we were looking for a football coach. And that's what they hired this guy for. And I actually think we have a football coach. He's new. He hasn't even coached down yet. I think I think the guy's going to be really good. I thought the way he handled himself yesterday was far different than his first press conference when he got introduced. I mean, did you get the same opinion? Oh. Because I I, oh, yeah. I, I, I I heard a lot more confidence yesterday the way he spoke. And he spoke about what we hired him for. Football. Yeah, and it's you know, Sirianni is almost like the poster child for how much a first impression matters, right? Because <laughs> Sirianni had a bad first press conference. He goes viral. Now, I, so I do national hits where I'll call to different cities, and every single time they're like, so, man, how crazy is Sirianni? <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, he's actually a pretty normal guy now. And so yesterday I agree with you. I thought his press conference yesterday, he is so good at giving answers about football. Like, I thought Doug was good at press conferences. Doug was good at press conferences because he was good at coach speak. And he certainly fumbled sometimes. But Sirianni will answer a football question. He will talk about X's and O's. And I think it's incredibly encouraging. Uh, Fans should be very encouraged to hear that because I think outside of his first press conference and the things that he struggled at are not questions he can answer. Like, they're not going to name the Jalen Hurts a starter. So it's just a tough question to answer. But the ones that are actually substantive, I think he's very good at. That's great. Yeah, because I I just think – I think we got to give the guy a chance, but I think we have so much to be positive about. And, Elliot, I want to say, I, I don't think double-digit wins are that far away. I really don't. I think we actually have a chance to be very good this year. I, I think we had I a agree. great draft, and I think we've got a stockpile of draft choices coming. And as long as we have a little health this year, which we haven't had in the past couple of years, I think there's more – the arrow points more up than it does down, guys. Bobby, great call, man. Call us again, all right? Look, I- thank you. Thanks, Bobby. I've said it before, and I think it's incredibly telling. In Jeffrey Lurie's time as an owner, there's been 10 times where the team's over-under heading into the season was 8.5 or lower. Eight times they have hit the over there. So when people think the Eagles are bad, they're good. When the people think the Eagles are going to be good, they're bad. So it's frustrating to watch them be bad, but it generally means next year they're going to be good. I just remember a time when we used to do this show, and I would just open up the phone lines, and people come in yelling at you, yeah. Elliot, you idiot, this and that. And now it's like, Elliot, great point. I Elliot, know. you're so right. Elliot, it's, what is going on here? It only took a few years. <laughs> I love it. it. feels good. We'll see I was the first <laughs> Elliot Short Parks fan, yeah. for what it's worth. Appreciate 215 Let's go to Princeton and talk to my pal, Billy T. Billy! <laughs> Yo, James, Sir James, Elliot. Who was that guy? Me, Dad, Mike? What did you do? The, the, <laughs> the greatest play. In, I know. In, in I know. It, I, it's it's just, it's, it's some things Mike says, like, I can get the, 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 the thought. Like, I get when he's down on the Eagles because he wants how he's going and stuff like that. I get that. But, like, 
you're going too far when you're saying the Brandon Graham play is overrated. You've crossed the line. And then he wants to challenge somebody to a brawl. I tell you what, I'll give it up. You know, we'll do a mud wrestling match, and I, I you know, bet on me. And if he All loses, right. it's to a senior citizen. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, so what's listen, on your mind? Uh, well, I'm going to tell you. I think this is much ado about nothing. Uh, you let athletes compete. The guys, you know, you, who's the fastest? Who runs the fastest? Jumps the highest? Throws the ball harder? You know, throws a more accurate pass? Hit the baseball better? That's what you do. You got to let the young athlete play quarterback. I think, just like Bill said for Pittman, I guess, mm-hmm. I think the kid's going to do a good job. I really do. And I would not give up any first round draft picks other than to get somebody else's, maybe their second, two second round picks, you know, in, in uh, subsequent years, something like that to enhance the asset pool. Right. But I think on this end, that Howie has done a good job wheeling and dealing. He doesn't do a good job in selecting players. Or if, and if it's Jeffrey Lurie, oh, my God. Um, right. you know, but well, it'll be I, interesting I gotta... to see now that there's a new coaching staff how the players look because I think Doug, Doug was a good coach. But if I'm wrong, then you know, putting Sirianni as a better coach and putting those players in the system, maybe they'll look better. Like how he's drafting is also dependent on the coaching staff. I mean, that, that does matter. It's just because he could draft somebody that's talented, and if the coaching staff does a poor job with them, then it's yeah, going to no look question. like it's Howie's job. No, no question. And I think this young man is a, as the head coach. I think he's going to do a good job. Uh, I like what you're saying about it, James. You know the way he approaches it. He talks about football. Yeah, and 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 he comes that, from coaches, family, all that stuff. Yeah, we didn't talk, hire him to give press conferences. I, I, you know, when people are bashing him before he's even been on the field. Right. The same thing with Ertz. He's been here for like four games. I thought he showed me enough. Billy, from, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Call yeah. us again next weekend. All right, brother. You, you got it, my friend. Pleasure, Billy. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. You know, it's funny to me when people are always so, like, confident. They're like, oh, man, I'll fight him. I'm just sitting here like, I would hate to get in a fight. I know. <laughs> it's like, I'm not fighting any of you yeah, guys. Like, you guys I, fight, and I'll yeah. watch from the sidelines. That's fine. You could beat me. That's good. I'll, I'll, I'll concede that. <laughs> 2 one 94 One more segment to go. John Johnson coming up after that. And let me remind you one more time that no one does live in-game play-by-play betting better than Park Sportsbook app. Our sportsbook app of choice Golf is back. Baseball's in full swing. If you sign up now, you can bet live on baseball, golf, pro hoops, hockey, and so much more. They have an incredible offer to get you in on the action. As a new customer, you can make your first bet risk-free up to $500. The Park Sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app based right here in the Delaware Valley. They have it all. Live in-game betting, which is just a, a wild ride. Parlays, props, teasers, and so much more. You can bet on individual player performances in pro hoops, hockey, baseball, things like points. Rebounds, goals, strikeouts, anything and everything you can bet on. Futures, who's going to win it all? The playoffs coming up. Everything you can think of, the app is easy to use. It's fun. It's intuitive. And again, here's the deal. New customers only. Sign up now and you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Again, download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA news. Our promo code, GoBirds. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. And again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com slash PA and again, use our promo code GoBirds. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. See the website for terms and conditions. It's GoBirds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you for a few more minutes. John Johnson 
coming up next. Let's squeeze in as many calls as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to Chester and talk to our buddy Wade. Yo, Wade. What's up, my brothers? How are we doing? What's up, man? How you doing? Listen, man, I'm going to tell you like this here. First of all, Elliot, mm-hmm. can you not choke every time you get the damn question, the damn coach? I mean, you was <laughs> losing your, like, you had to take a drink or something. Like What, yesterday? You do that. You get nervous, man. What are you doing? I don't bro? know. Just not a strength of mine. I agree. That's good. No, good we, observation, Elliot, by you. You on my team. We on a Hurst team. I you know. have to get better at that. I will. It's <laughs> like for do it you, for man. me, man. For you, man. I will do yeah, it. Yeah, man. You, you, well. you, you, you representing the Hurst wagon, baby. That's a Come good on, point. Man. All right. All right. Next hey, time I'll do better for you. It's a big obligation you got <laughs> here. Thank you. Thank you. So listen, right. Check this out, guys. And I've been thinking about this a long time. Um, Johnny Marks made a, a, a statement yesterday that the Eagles have not done one thing to say to show that Jalen Hurts is their guy. And I'm going to and I, and I'm I'm rebut that. How many quarterback coaches is in the NFL and the college circuit? Y'all don't have to give me a number. You could just say many, not that many, yeah, whatever. Hundreds. Anyway, okay. How would they go and get Jalen Hurts' coach that coached him, known him since he was four yeah. years old, played for Jalen Hurts' dad at, in high school, okay, Coach, uh, you know, and went on to coach uh, the likes of Dak Prescott, and this is his guy. What more do you have to know that this is their tip? This is them saying, this is our guy. They went on and surrounded this guy with damn near everything that to make him comfortable. Okay? Well, it's that really, really quick. Great, it, uh, it's also funny how last year when they drafted Hurts in the second round, wow, that's a huge place to take a quarterback. That means you really like him. Now it's, right. well, he was a second-round pick. Like, it can't be both ways. It can't well, be a huge deal here. last year and not matter this year. I'm going to tell you this here, and this is where uh, a lot of the guys are going to be wrong at. Howie Roseman has been playing chess all along. We playing checkers. Mm. Howie Roseman knew damn well why he drafted Jalen <laughs> Hurts and yeah. what he wanted to do. This kid is going to – I'm telling you, man, listen, here's how you win games in the NFL, and y'all tell me if I'm wrong. Stout O line, stout D line, and a and a and a, and a decent quarterback. Yeah, Wade. And, yeah, and running game. So you're controlling the time of possession. You tell me with a last place schedule, if you're dominating both sides of the line of scrimmage, and you're running the ball, you're controlling the time Wade. of the clock. How are you not going to win? Wade, love Ow. it. Great call, as always. I mean, because dominating both sides line scrimmage and dominating quarterback is still a question mark. Well, and also there's a lot of roster depth issues. One guy gets hurt. Right. It's a like there's this is not a fully formed, well put together roster at the moment. Well, but it's a to Wade's point, it's a roster that's way way better put together than people think. Because I understand the linebacker concern. I get the second cornerback spot, but ultimately this team does have really good lines. The only question is health. If they're healthy, they have some of the best offensive and defensive line play in the NFL. Offensive, yes. Defensive, I can't, you can't say some of the best in the NFL. They were third in the league in sacks last yeah, year. Yeah, they're older, man. Fletcher Cox is not Fletcher yeah. Cox anymore. Brandon Graham is 33. Like right. they're, like But that, I'm saying they were still third in the league in sacks last year. So maybe, maybe That was now in bunches, though. They, did, they were not a consistently great defensive line. I think that's debatable. I think they were a good really? defensive they line. Really? They were a four-win team. Okay, Yes, but we but the third part of that equation is the quarterback play, and they got the thirty second. Yeah, first but quarterback they, they were not a dominant defensive line. You know that. Come on, 
they were, but regardless, we watched third those in the games. league for sacks speaks for itself. Like, yes, maybe they weren't dominant every week, but what about the team that's 10th? Like, were they dominant every week, but they were 10th in sacks? I mean, third is still only two teams in the entire league had more sacks than the Eagles did. Not saying they have the best defensive line, but if you're third in the league at something, I don't see how you dispute you're one of the best in the league at it. Because it's just sacks. Like, there's a lot more that goes into playing defensive but line sacks than sacks. Is the most and also, part. again, if you get like eight sacks in one game, that's going to really increase your ability to, to lead the league in sacks. But it's the same argument as when like LaShawn McCoy would have 100 yards. Yes, and that's yards. a real argument. But they matter. Like, the yards and sacks still matter. Of course they matter. I'm not saying right. it doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying you can't look at that one stat and say they're, they're one of the best in the league. Like, you can't do that. I, I am, so. Well, disagree. I mean, yeah, agree to disagree. But disagree. I think third in the sacks, it's third in the league in sacks is very telling. Let's go to Deptford and talk to Andy. Yo, buddy. Fellas, what's happening? Yo, Elliot, I think that that's a very misleading stat because you look at we had nobody with double digit sacks. And Brandon Graham had like five sacks in one game against the well, Jets. Well, but what do you so. think? The rest of the teams in the league had their sacks equally distributed I'm amongst the whole season? Like, we have no idea because we don't follow them. But third in the league in sacks is still third in the league in sacks. It's third just, in the league in sacks with no dominant pass rusher, though. That's kind of a misleading well, doesn't that even? Well, doesn't that speak to their depth at the position then? I, I don't know. I mean, who's the second end besides Brandon Graham that's going to get you in? It, uh, that's going to get you week in and week out. Well, I thought Josh Sweat was pretty good last year. Oh, come on, man. He was. You, you can't rely on Josh Sweat. But anyway. I'm optimistic, though, about the team and the season moving forward. I, you can't be like Richie where he thinks they're going to start 0-7. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. This team, you, we're, we're facing a lot of bottom feeders, Jets, Broncos. We're going to be A up. lot of them are at the second team. half of the schedule, though. Like, I well, definitely, the Falcons were one of the worst teams in the league. Last yeah, but I mean. Carolina, Carolina with Sam Darnell. Yeah, but he don't that, scare nobody. There are some tough matchups early no, on. To like, be fair, you everybody, can see a world where they start 0-4-0-5. Like, that is not the craziest. I, well, and everyone I, is looking at the Eagles and saying, oh, nice, we play the Eagles. Yeah, to be for fair, sure. So. I think we're going to spank the 49ers. But on Wade's point, too, I think he made a really good point. You look at the moves they made to make Jalen Hurts comfortable. You draft this college center. You draft this college wide receiver. Well, no, no, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Landon Diggers and Jalen Hurts never played together. They, there's no connection there. He, he was, was there going, when he was in Alabama. No, no, about? no, he was not. Jalen Hurts yeah. left for Oklahoma before Landon Dickerson got to Alabama. Alabama was at Florida State when Hurts was at, at, at Alabama, so they didn't play. Landon Dickerson was at Alabama for two years. Right, and, Dick, and Hurts hasn't been there for Hurts hasn't three. been there for, yeah. He was there three seasons ago, and Dickerson was there the last two seasons. Yeah. Okay, well, you draft his college receiver. Right. You bring on, like Wade was saying, the quarterback coach that he's known his whole life. I mean, they're doing all kind of moves. Yeah. To make the kid feel comfortable. I don't see why people don't see that. Well, then why not just say he's the starter, Andy? Like, why not? Because like, if you're doing all this stuff to make position? him this. Because of what? Say, oh, Jason Kelsey's our starting center. We know Jason Kelsey's right, the starting center. Right, but they're center. not. They're saying that Jalen Hurts isn't. Like, people are saying, is Jalen Hurts your starter? And they're saying, competition. If someone asks, is Jason Kelsey your starter? Someone should ask that because then it's a real, hey, hey, I know competition. Jalen Hurts not the starter. Is Jason Kelsey your starter? Is right. Fletcher Cox your starter? Is Darius Slay your starter? Because that's the stupidity of what they're doing. I feel you, but he's going to be the starter. Yo, Elliot, man, shout out to the reporters yesterday, man. You boys put that full court press <laughs> on Sirianni with them quarterback questions, yeah, man. Yeah, he was He, he was started surprised. to turtle up a little bit. I know. He was surprised, which is shocking to me because what else does he think people want to talk about? Yeah, it's like, well, bro. Well, here, here, here's the thing, though. He, he's got to get used to this isn't Indianapolis Colts cupcake media. Yep. This is Philly, man. We, they're going to bring it to you after mini camps, after training camps, after preseason games. The regular season games, oh, it's all on and popping. They're going to be bringing that heat. That's why Carson wanted to go to Indy. Banana. <laughs> it's the reverse. Great, man. I, I feel you. But uh, good job, guys. Great show. Andy, a pleasure as always, man.
Look, I, 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 it's, it is, there is a phenomenon, and Richie talked about this this week, but the idea that the, the schedule comes out, right. and all of a sudden, everyone's like, ho, 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 they can win 10, look at this schedule, they can win 10 games. I just want to caution that we always get that excitement, we always get that kind of push right when you see the schedule, and oh, it's going to be great, like, well, slow down. So I think one of the reasons for that is, prior to the schedule coming out, I know that like the hardcore fans knew what the opponents were, but I think in general, the the general population, once you see the schedule, you're able to sit back and say, okay, yeah, they actually do have a very a, a pretty easy schedule. So I think that is part of it. Yeah, and I mean they're easy in some ways, hard in others, but yeah, whatever. To uh, stay uh, first and foremost, thank you to every single person who called in today. We could not do this show without you. We we you are the lifeblood of what we do. We appreciate it to everyone who couldn't get in. I'm so sorry we couldn't get to you. John Johnson coming up next. I guarantee he's going to be talking Eagles as well. So stay on the line. John Johnson will get to you. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week. Next week, Check man. out our pods this week. We'll have pods at Echo Birdspot on Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, all that. And, uh, again, thank you to everyone who called in. Thank you to Tahir Hood doing an awesome yeah, job behind job, the glass. Man. Great job, Tahir. So uh, until next week, John Johnson coming up next. Thank you for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.